Okay, we're moving on now to uh, Lotignov, uh, which is the next uh, via Sarasa Dibros. Uh, but Pashtas, we, when we see the phrase Lotignov, we assume it means you shouldn't steal, steal or thievery. Uh, you shouldn't steal. And we assume it's talking about stealing money and people's possessions. But uh, Chazal, Chazal and the Gemara in uh, Sanhedrin Peivav explain we're not actually talking about taking people's money, but it's actually talking about uh, kidnapping a person. Have a look at the Gemara there. Lotignov. We're talking about kidnapping. Stealing a person's life. Maybe we're actually talking about uh, uh, stealing money. So how do you know we're really talking about stealing a person's life? Uh, kidnapping. Right? Where one of the rules that we use to learn out the uh, meaning of Pesukim in the Torah is We're looking at the broader context. Everything else in that pasuk, not killing and uh, not committing adultery, they're all things which are machayv and nefashot. Afkan benefashot to here also we're doing with nefashot, and therefore it must be the pasuk talking about kidnapping and not and not stealing money. So that's the gemara there in Sanhedrin. Um, the truth is not not you know, even Ezra, for example, on the pasuk understood we were actually talking about all three types. Of Geneva that we find in the Torah, the Rebbe Ezra says, "Lotignov mashma Geneva kachat mamon beseita, stealing uh, people's money in a secret way." V'yesh ganav shu ben mavet. There's another type of ganav who is chayav mita, k'mor ganav nevesh Israel. He's someone who kidnaps a Jew. Bein shu nar katan or nilaglashon. Whether whoever he is, whether he's an, even if he's a young child or an imbecile, nevertheless, uh, if you steal a Jew, you're chayav mita. The Geneva b'mamon and the prohibition of stealing money is bein b'fanav bein shalob b'fanav, right? Osharamo b'cheshbon b'midel b'mishkal. However, you manage to uh, trick him or take away his money, right? Whether he's there or not, all of that's included in stealing money. And then the Ibn Ezra has the third type of Geneva that we find. V'zot hamilagam he kolelat mishi gnov lev, someone who steals Geneva dat or Geneva lev, which is basically to steal a person's goodwill, steal a person's understanding of the world, tricking them. Right? You sell them something, you're selling them shoes, and uh, you tell them, ah, oh, the leather in these shoes came from uh, an animal that was shechted by the chief rabbi. Um, and it wasn't. It makes no difference in the value of the shoes. You're not taking any more money away from him, but you've, you, you're going to agree to buy them by telling him false information about the, uh, the, uh, the item. Uh, like Avshalom did to steal the lev of Klal Yisrael with all the tricks that he did uh, so basically what we find is there are three types of things which are called Geneva there's classic Geneva Genevat Mamon there is kidnapping Genevat Nefesh and the third category which is Genevat Lev or Genevat Dat the Ibn Ezra claims that this Pasuk Lotignov includes all three categories uh, Chazal understood it was specifically a Sivoy on on uh, Ganev Nefesh on kidnapping. Uh, but either way, we really want to understand why on earth, why on earth is the same phrase Geneva used by all three? If you think about it for one moment, you realize that these three things have absolutely nothing to do with each other. Ganevat Mamon is stealing somebody's possessions. That's the problem. You took away something that belonged to him for yourself. Geneva Nefesh, you're not stealing anything. 
You're not taking away possessions. You are, you are restricting a person's freedom. That's the problem with kidnapping. That's nothing to do with possessions. And can even that, you are managing to cause a person to see the world in a way which is not true. So why is that? Why would you think all these three things would be called uh, Geneva? Why, why did Chazal, when they, when they labeled them all, the Torah, when they labeled them, label these three different categories of Geneva, why do they all give them one broad term of Geneva? So the truth is, uh, the question we could ask is, is there enough Kamina to the fact or was he supposed to learn something from the fact that Chazal called kidnapping, or the here in the service of Dibra, the Torah called kidnapping, Genevat Nefesh, as opposed to simply saying something else. So uh, at least some of the Achronim uh, wanted to suggest it's really a halachic nafkamina from the fact that it's called Genevat Nefesh. Right? What's the difference? What's, what's Geneva? So there's two types of, of stealing. There's Geneva and Gezela. What's the difference between Geneva and Gezela? So Geneva is in private, in secret. person secretly, while no one's looking, you know, sneaks into the person's house and takes away these, uh, these uh, priceless Ming vows. Um, and Gazela is, you know, you, you mug him in the street or you knock down the door and you take it in front of him. Right? So that's Geneva and Gazela. Another distinction, which we have to understand, in Geneva, the Onesh is... To pay back double, kefel, double, double payment back. Whereas Gazela, the only honish is to pay back the money. But there's no actual thing beyond that, there's no kanas. Whereas in Geneva, you have to pay back double. And if you stole a sheep or a cow and you shechted it, you would pay four times, five times. Or you sold it on, you pay four times, five times. Uh, so there are distinctions between these two types of stealing. One's called Geneva and one's called Gazela. So the uh, Rabbi Saleh Ashkenazi, who is the person who put together the Shittim Mekubet set. So in his Shittim, he suggests that actually there is a halachic nafkamina, the fact we call Geneva Nefesh, Geneva. He says like this, Why do the Torah call Geneva Nefesh, Geneva? Which always implies you're taking something without the knowledge of the owners. Surely when you kidnap somebody, they're aware of what's going on. So he says, V'kushta the miltahi, the lekechi of mita, a person would only be liable for kidnapping where he's gonev a nefesh and not when he is gozel a nefesh. What's the difference? If you were to kidnap a front person from in front of his brothers, they were sitting there in the family contest and you ran in and you picked him up and you ran off with him while he's sitting in front of all his uh, family. You wouldn't be obligated behind the time. And the reason is, So the Rabbi Ashkenazi says, very simply, that if you do Gnazelat Nefesh, it's less serious. People know about it. People know who did it. They'll find him. They'll redeem him. It's specifically Gnevat Nefesh, where we don't know the identity of the Ganav. And no one really knows what happened. That's far more serious, and it's the only time a person is high of mita for doing Geneva Nefesh. Okay, so he takes the term very, very seriously. 
Um, but the truth is, it's very, very difficult to understand what he's saying. Because he's basically saying, who am I stealing the person from? Someone else, his, his family. Now, the assumption of what Rabbi Ashkenazi is saying is I'm, Geneva Nefesh is kidnapping a person from his family. So he's basically viewing the family as the owners of this person. The brothers are the owners of this individual. And you stole him from them. And therefore, what makes it Geneva? That you stole him from them in secret. Right? You were stealth, stealthily stole. Whereas Gezela means you took it from them with them aware of what was going on. So the assumption is that Geneva means I'm stealing him from his family. And whether it's Gezela or Geneva depends on how public. But, uh, right, we never ever heard that, what if you steal somebody who doesn't have family? If you steal a ger, what, you're not chayev? If you steal, steal a person who, you know, an old man who doesn't have children, doesn't have brothers, parents, children, nothing. What, you're not chayef for Geneva's nefesh? Huh? But it's not Geneva. If Geneva means taking him out of those who own him, i.e. his family, and he doesn't have family, then there's, there's no Geneva. Maybe it's not actually Amish, it just means like people, other people. Society. Yeah, taking away from people. Okay, so that means society is like owning this member of their society. But if he was, on a, if he was living alone, a life of isolation in the middle of nowhere. Somebody in the Chayim, what, I know this with Geneva's Nefesh? So the truth is, Rashi, Rashi doesn't hold like this clear, clearly. The Gemara in Baba Kama Sadatan Chet, Amud Bet, is in the middle of a whole long discussion back and forth about, uh, with all these Kalva Chomez and, uh, and, uh, Hekeshim and Mamatsinos to try and learn various dinim of Geneva. In the middle of that whole discussion, the Gemara has a one-liner. It says, Geneva Benefesh Tochiach, I can prove to you, the Gemara is trying to work out there, whether you need Yiyush to be Chayev. Talking about their Dalaz Vehe type of, uh, right, when you steal a, an animal and then you shecht it or you sell it. So the Gemara's question is whether you do need to be mitya'esh, to give up hope of ever going hold of the item in order to generate a chiv. So in the middle of the whole discussion, the Gemara says, Geneva benefesh tochiach. I'll prove to you from the case of Geneva benefesh. She'ein yiyush bailim v'chayav. That the owners never give up. And nevertheless, Yochayev. What does it mean the owners never give up? Rashi says, Hagonev nefesh machro. If you steal, kidnap somebody and you sell him on, ain kan Why? She'ein adam mitya'esh al atzmo. Al atzmo, i.e., who's the bailem in Geneva's nefesh? Himself. Personally, something judge about himself. And that's the point. Stealing is stealing a person from himself, taking away his, his freedom. And that's apparently called Geneva. So, so essentially, the Chidosh of Salah Ashkenazi is very difficult according to Rashi. It's not true according to Rashi. But we're still left with a question, so why is it called Geneva? Right? That, that's what we need to, to work out. So we pointed out that there are really two distinctions between Geneva and Gazela. Go on, Mike. As in, just because, like, the Mamon, Nefesh, and Data, like, oh, so difficult. Could you say that the common thing is that I put the use word, like, restricts, and in each case, it's, like, something's restricted. So, the money, my ability to buy stuff is restricted with, with Nefesh, maybe Russian. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll try and work it out. 
Um, we point out there are two distinctions between Geneva and Gazela. Uh, the first distinction was whether it was done in secret or in a brazen faced uh, in front of everybody. And the second was whether there's an onesh of kanas, of kefa. By Geneva, you have to pay back tumble payment. By Gezo, you only pay back once. So we don't understand why, why is there that distinction. So in terms of the actual punishment, um, you could say there's no fundamental difference between Geneva and Gazela. There's some uh, additional external factor, some issue chumrah for one of by, by Geneva and Gazela that, that justifies the payment of Kethel in Geneva and not in Gazela. That's what it sounds like in the Gemara in Baba Kama Ayin Tet. They ask the following question. Why is Geneva any worse than Gazela? The answer. So he said, look, when somebody does Geneva, they demonstrate they're scared of other human beings, and they're not scared of, of Hashem. Whereas they do Gazela, they just show they're not scared. They have a total lack of... Uh, you know, they don't have a care in the world what anyone sees. Not man, not God. But there's no, there's no advantage, not giving an advantage to man over God. But in Geneva, he's in a brazen face. That's, that's their nature. But in Geneva, he demonstrates he thinks God can't see him. So there's an element of kafir in there. It's not just rebellion, my willingness to do something in the face of God's eye. It's kafir, it's the belief that God's eye doesn't matter and doesn't see. And that kafir... That uh, that's what gem- that, that, that um, generates the chi of kefa. Okay, if, if you read this carefully, basically what it's saying is fundamentally, gazelle is no worse than gazelle, and Geneva is no worse than gazela, and gazela is no worse than Geneva. They're basically the same. It's just in Geneva that you demonstrate you also have a certain uh, heresy about the nature of God's uh, knowledge of what you're doing. So because that extra heresy, so we add on kefa. But basically, there's no real difference between Gezneva and Gezela. Um, but, but maybe there's another way to go here. And that's to say, that there really is a fundamental distinction between Geneva and Gezela. And maybe that's even the justification for the Chi of Kefa. But to do that, we have to understand, what is the difference between Geneva and Gezela? Baomek, really, in the depth of what's going on, it's a real distinction. And uh, even before we start, we should point out the Rambam, the Rambam brings Hilchus Geneva and Hilchus Gezela as two separate sets of halacha. He doesn't have Hilchus Gezela the Geneva. He has Hilchus Gezela the Aveda as one section, and Hilchus Geneva as a totally different section. Apparently, the Rambam thought that the similarity between Gezela and Aveda and the lost property was closer. They were more similar than than Geneva is to Gezela. Apparently, the Rambam really understood there was a fundamental distinction between these two types of stealing things. And that's what we really want to understand. Okay? Despite that, the Rambam opens up Hilchas Gezela and Hilchas Geneva very, very similarly. He brings basically the same halachas in both places. But if we read carefully, we can hear that there's some subtle distinctions between what he says in Hilchas Gezela and he says in Hilchas Geneva. Have a look. Let's start with Hilchas Gezela. Kol gazel et chaveiro shave pruta, ove belotase 
If you steal a Shalma Pruta, you, you violate the uh, prohibition. Shneema lo tigzol. In Hilchas Geneva, the Rambam says, Kol hagonev mamon mishave pruta ulamala. Over the lotta say, Shneema lo tignovu. What's the difference? Right. In Geneva is me mamon mishave prutulamala. Whereas in Hilchas Gazeli he says everyone who steals a Shavu Prutu. What's the difference? So it sounds like, and then the Grizz makes this chiluk, this diuk in the Rambam, every Shavu Prutu a person steals is an Avera, is a Gazela. Every single Gazela of Shavu Prutu had And if you take two Shavu Prutus, then you did Gazela twice. And if you take a hundred Shavu Prutus, you did Gazela a hundred times. Whereas it's, what it, says, it sounds like in Hilchus Geneva is Kolagonev Mamon. What Mamon? Mishave Pruta Ulamala. If I steal a diamond ring that's worth thousands and thousands of, uh, of Shkalim, that's one of Eira. Because I stole Mamon, which was worth more than a Shave Pruta. So apparently each and every piece of Gezeira is already a separate of Eira. Whereas by Geneva, it's one of Eira, irrespective of how much it's worth, as long as it's worth the basic minimum. You don't understand why should that be true. Let's carry on reading. The, back to Hilchos Gezela. Ein lokin alavze. You don't get malkot for doing Gezela. Sharei hakatuv nitkan nitkola asay. It's a lav hanitakla asay. It's a lav which is fixed up by having a positive mitzvah attached to it. Shim gazal, because even if you do steal, then there's another mitzvah to do. Chayav lachzi. You have to return it. Shneema v'shivet hagezela asher gazal. Zo mitzvat asay. So the Rambam writes that you don't get Malkot the Gazela because it's Lava Nitaklase. If you jump over to Hilvas Geneva, first parak there, here the Rambam says also you don't get Malkot for a different reason. Ain Lokina Lavze, Shehare Nitan Letashlumin, because you can pay for it. If you steal, you'll have to pay back. Shaganav Chayva Ototora Leshalein. So. That's strange, right? The Raman basically says the same thing. By Gezeli you have to pay back, and by Geneva you have to pay back. But by Gezeli, the Raman defined as a lav hanitak la'aseh. That the positive mitzvah fixes up somehow the Avera. Whereas by Geneva, the Raman didn't call it a lav hanitak la'aseh. He called it a lav ha hanitan letashlumin. So a lav where you can, you can pay back. What's, what's the distinction? Can't undo the nice yeah. So why, why is that true? So let's see. Third distinction. In both Hilchos Gezela and Hilchos Geneva, the Raman Paskans that it asked to steal even from a goy. Uh, in that respect, there's no difference. But what there is a difference is in where the Rambam tells us about this halacha. In Hilchos Gezela, the Rambam doesn't bring this halacha until halacha bet. He, after defining the basic Avera, in Halacha Bet, he says, Asur Ligzol, Kol Shehu, it's to steal even a small amount of our Torah, even if it's less than the Shavu Prota. Afilu Goy, Oved Avadazara, Asur Ligozlo, Ola Ashko, Vim Gozlo, Ashko, Yachzir. So he added, even a Goy, there's an Isu even with a Goy. Uh, in Hilchus Geneva, the Raman brings this, but he brings it, number one, as part of Halacha Aleph, this is a basic din, and he simply says, without a chidush, Echad Agonid Mamon Yisrael, Ola Agonid Mamon Goy, Ove, Ove Rabba Dazara, 
Vechad Agonavit Agadol, Ota Katan. This is of Geneva applies to everybody. Already in the Hilchas, uh, in the Ramam Hilchas Gazeli, you get feeling there's a Chidush here. That there's an Isra of Gezel by Goy. By Hilchas Geneva, there's no Chidush, it's just Pashat. To the extent the Minchat Chinuch makes a claim, that we actually find in the, machlo- in the Gemara a Machloket where the Gezel Goy is Mutor Asa. It's a Mutor to be Gozel from a Goy. Actually, Machlokes in the Gemara says the Minchat Chinuch, partly based on this deal, it's only true. By Geza. But by Geneva, there's no Machlokes. Everyone would agree that Geneva is, Geneva's Goyazasa. But there is a Machlokes with a Gezel Goyazasa. Right? Which again, all these things emphasize there's some fundamental difference between Gezel, Gezela, and Geneva. Yeah, so everyone agrees with Gezela and No, everyone agrees by Geneva, there's Asa, there's a Machlokes, and the Gemara is only by Gezel. That's what the Minchas uh, Chinuch claims. Okay. So now to work out what's going on. Um, let's try and understand what really defines Geneva. Gemara in Vav Metzia, beginning of the fourth parak there, talking about uh, the various different love we find. There's a whole list of Isurim in the Torah about taking mammon that belongs to somebody else. And the Gemara says, We have three Isurim in the Torah, which seem to all talk about taking money from somebody else, we don't have a right to take it. Gezel, that's easy. Ona, which is taking more money than the item's actually really worth. And uh, Ribis, where you take uh, interest, which you don't have a right to take. The Gemara seems that all three of these Isurim are very, very similar. They're taking money that you don't have a right to take. Now, the reason why you don't have a right to take might be slightly different. One is because you're not allowed to take interest. One is because you're overcharging, you don't have a right to overcharge. And one is because you just outright took it from his hands. But the Gemara says that at the end of the day, you're taking money you don't have a right to take. And, and therefore, why do I need three different pasukim to teach me these three different areas? It's enough to just say one of them, and I've known all of them. So the Gemara goes back and forth and says, Srihi, no, if I'd only had ribis, I wouldn't have known Gezel on If I only had Gezel, I wouldn't have known ribis on an If I only had on I wouldn't have known. Um, Ribis and Geza. Fine, the Gemara plays, goes through that whole, uh, I guess, game, showing how I, why I need each one of these uh, Isurim. After finishing that whole process, the Gemara carries on and says, Lotignovu, Tichdav Rachman Alamini. Okay, now I've established that anytime you take money that you don't have a right to take, you're over an Isur. Why do you need another Pasuk telling me Lotignovu? I got Gezel. On Avera, but that should teach me everything. Why do we need Lotignov? What does it add? The Gemara says Lotignov, Amanat lemekat. Lotignov, Amanat leshalem tashlemikefa. Comes to teach me. I shouldn't steal. Amanat lemekat means to annoy the guy. Let's say I really want to annoy my friend. So what do I do? I go into his room and I steal his pillow. He gets home that, that evening and where's my pillow gone? And he starts getting all worried. And, uh, whoa, what's happening? And then, uh, you know, you, you jump out from behind the curtain. Ha, tricked you. And uh, I just stole it to you to, uh, as a joke. That's Amanat Namekat. Kamara says, that, that's what the Lotignovu comes to include. Lotignovu, not the shame, touch let me careful. Let's say, uh, so Kamara says, Yoav did this. Um, sorry, Yoav. Uh, Yoav did this. That he would steal from Anian in order to be high to pay them back. Kefel, 
It's basically, it's not kavod for the aniyam just to stand and give them money. So he tried to do it in a way that they wouldn't have to be embarrassed. So he stole and then they paid the mac kefer. So when he says, ah, it's asa to do that. It's asa to do that. That's including lotig, lotig novel. Now, how to understand that? Here we have a case, basically, of Geneva, where, you know, Gezel, Ona, and Ribbit, the problem was you're taking somebody's money without the right to take it. So in these cases as well, is that considered taking somebody else's money? Surely I haven't really taken their money. Take somebody's money means to deprive them of their money, but have I really deprived them? My whole goal is to give it back. They're still a mice. Ah, they're still a mice. Ah, so apparently that, that's what we have to say. We have to say that the chiddush here of the Gemara is there really are two parts to every time there's a Geneva or a Gezeva. One aspect of the Geneva is the result. The guy lacks money. The guy had money in his bank account, had money in his purse, and now he lacks that money. That's the result. He's less wealthy. Why? Because you have his money. In the case of Amanat the Mekat, Amanat Kefel, he's not poorer. He's not less wealthy because even when you take the money, you haven't taken it to keep and you're going to give it back to him. So you don't have the result that he's less wealthy. But what you do, still do have is the action of, of stealing. And there's a fundamental difference between these two things. The, the, the first aspect, which is the monetary aspect, you're basically depriving of his money, you're attacking his, his, his wealth, you're attacking his, his wallet. Whereas the second aspect is not really attack so much on his wallet, but, but it's attack on the person. To take somebody's money away from them is really attack on that person. It's like punching them in the face. And every, every case of Geneva, Geneva and Gazela has these two aspects. Have a look in the, uh, in the Gemayim Baba Kama Kufyud Tet. Person who's Gaza, who steals from somebody, don't just think it's a monetary issue. It's not just about the money. There's a pigia in the person himself. It's like stealing his life from him. His money is something he worked hard for and you're stealing that from him. So every act of Geneva and Gazela has both of these aspects. That's the Metzius. The question for us is, okay, halachically, which aspect is the Issa based on? And it would seem from the Gemara and Bav Metzius HaMachalaf, that there's a distinction here between Geneva and Gezela. Gezela was defined as taking money from somebody so they have less money. So anytime you don't have a right to take the money, whether it's Ribbit or Naa or Gezel, at the end of the day, he hasn't have money which he should have had. That's the definition of Gezela. The focus is on the, on the monetary loss, the result. Now, it's true, there's also a big year in the person, but that's not what the Isser is. Whereas when the Gemara says that the Pasuv Lotignov comes to include cases where he has no monetary loss, you just did the action of punching him in the face, metaphorically, of, uh, of, of violating his Rishus by taking the item from him, that's the Isser of Lotignov. And as Lotignov, the problem isn't so much the loss of money. That's already, inclu- that's already covered by Lotignov. The problem is the violation of his private domain. You went into his private domain and you took an item away from him without his realization. That violation of his, of his security, of his private uh, domain, that's what Lotignov comes to include and that's what the Gemara in, in Bava 
Bav Metziah, um is trying to say. Now, why, why should it be this way around and not the other way around? Why, why didn't Gezel come to... In other words, why does Gezel focus on the money aspect and Geneva focus on the Pegir aspect? So I can suggest that actually the Pegir created in a person when you're Gonev is far greater than the Pegir when you're Gozel. When you're Gozel, a person brazenly face comes and he takes the item out of your hand and runs off with it. Everyone understands this was a monetary event. You were attacked. And you lost, you know exactly what you lost, how much it was worth. You probably know you're never going to get back again. And it's all over and done with. Okay, person's shaken up. Geneva means a person wakes up one morning and realizes there was somebody walking around in his house. And it, you'd have no idea what he touched, what he did, where he went. What he re- did he re- you, know, you know the Ming vase is missing, but, but what about everything else? You have no idea what he touched, what he took. Maybe there's other things missing. There's a total violation of a person's sense of self-awareness, of security. I thought I was safe in my house with the door locked. And apparently, even though the door was locked, I'm not safe. With Geza, okay, I understand. I see where the problem was. He was stronger than I was. I always knew he was stronger than I was. He just abused the fact that he was stronger than I was. In Geneva, I thought I was safe. I thought I was strong. And that sense of security has been undermined. Uh, so I think that's why the Torah is more mucked on the Geneva again. It's just a svar. Once I gave the shit to a group of South Africans, and one of the guys at uh, Perkham said, "Yes, both have happened to me, both Gezo and Geneva, and I can assure you, Geneva's far worse." That was his uh, addition. Um, the uh, if this is true, we can explain. The Minchas says this out, straight out. Very interesting Gemara in uh, in Babakam. Ben bag bag omer. Al tikanes lechat secha vercha. Litolet shelcha shlo brushut. Shemetire alav kaganav. El shelvo et shinav omelio sheli ani notel. If somebody takes something that belongs to you and you're aware that he's holding onto it in his house. So Ben Bagger says you can't like go in in the stealth of night and steal it back. That's not permitted. Rather, you should knock the door down and demand it and take it back like a gazan. Or in other words, you shouldn't be a ganav, you should be a gazlan. Oh, it's, you're taking your own money back. So the Pashtas, the Ben Bagwak saying a dindra oh, You shouldn't do things that make you look like a ganav. But uh, the Minchas Chinuch took him as face value. He's saying, no, it's asur to take the item like a ganav, but it's mutter to take the item like a, like a gazlan. What's the, uh, what's the reason? So it should be obvious by this point. Gezel is about taking money from somebody you don't have a right to take. Here it's your money. He stole your money, so you can take it back. There's no problem. Geneva is not about taking money that doesn't belong to you. Here the money belongs to you. It's a problem about the action, about a punch in the face, the violation of his domain, his sense of security. So even though it's your money, you still can't do an act of, of Geneva. So uh, the Minchas is saying that's really what Ben Bagbag is saying, and it's a chiluk midoraisa. Now, if, with all that, let's get back to the Rambam, explain up all the Rambams. By Gazela, where the problem is causing him to lose money. So each and every pruta is an additional problem. Right? Each and every pruta you take from him, right? Taking from him a diamond ring is a lot worse than taking from him a uh, you know a bottle. 
Each and every putter is another problem, another lack of money that he has now. He's, he's that bit less wealthy. Whereas by Geneva, where the problem isn't specifically the loss of the item, the problem is the violation of his rishus. So it's only if you buy rishus and you take something of value, more than a shavu prutta. But once you're taking an object, the actual value of the object isn't really significant. Because the problem is the maisa Geneva. And the maisa relates to the object and the violation of his security. And simply taking the object, however much it's worth, that's the Aveira. Because it relates to the object as opposed to the, the value. Gazela is about the value because you're causing him to lose value. Geneva is about taking the object, and therefore it doesn't really matter how much the object's worth. It's all one Maiser Aveira. Um, similarly, the distinction between Gezel and Geneva is a Lavshinitaklase or a Lavshinitaklase. What's the distinction? So the words lam and say basically means that when you do the mitzvah assay associated with the lot assay, it's not just the Torah gave you a mitzvah assay to do, but the mitzvah assay actually fixes up the Aveira. It deletes, it erases the problem. That's what, that's what lam and itaklase means. It means you did the love, but doing the assay erases what you did wrong. That's true about gazela. Because what was the problem in Gazela? He lacked, he lacked money. You took away his money. So the Torah says, give him back his money. And when you give back money, you've undermined the whole Avera. Because there is no Avera anymore. The Avera was taking his money, and well, now he's got his money again. He's no longer poorer. So you've totally fixed up the Avera. Whereas by Geneva, you can't fix it up. You violated his security, his face. There's nothing you can do. You took away something stealthily from his possession. So giving back the item, that's what Torah tells you to do, doesn't erase the Avera. The Avera still exists. So it's not a lava nitak classe. Ah, so why don't you get malkot? Because there's another principle. When the Torah obligates you to pay back somebody for something, so since that's what you have to do, so, so you don't get malkot. That's one of the rules of malkot. Malkot is never given where there's something else to do. So if you have to pay him back, so you don't get malkot. But it's not that the, the paying back fixes up and erases the Avera you've done. Um, the third distinction by a goy. Why is there a chiddush by gazela and not a chiddush by geneva? It's the same problem. By gazela, it could have been, there was a havamina, that's how you explain the opinions in the Gemara, that gazel goy is muta. The Torah is not makpid about the property of non-Jews. I have to explain why that should be true. But for whatever reason, the Torah wasn't makpid about the property of non-Jews. That was the opinion that gazel goy was, was muta. We don't pass like that. Gezel goy is asur. Torah is mapping on everybody's possession. There's no distinction between a Jew and a non-Jew. But at least there was a possibility of saying otherwise. Or oh, that's true only by, by Gezer. But the idea of punching somebody in the face, of violating their, their personal security there, that's something which makes no difference between a Goy and a non-Jew. It's not about his possessions. Geneva isn't about taking his possessions. It's about violating his private space. Um... Now, with this, we really understand that's a real distinction between Gezel and Gezel. We can explain the Yerushalmi. We'll finish with this. The Yerushalmi says, why? There's an exception to when you have to pay Kefel. Yerushalmi says the following. The Torah says, when do you have to pay Kefel? It says, when you steal from a person's house. The Ganev Mibetaish. You stole from the house of the man. And not if you steal from his roof. If you go stealthily in the night and you steal something from on top of his roof, that's not, you're not high of kefer. 
It's only if you stole it from inside his hands. It depends which type of roof. If it was a roof with walls around it, so then, then you would be high of Kefal. But if it's a roof which is open and can be seen by the public, then you're not high of what, what's the chap of the Yisham? He says, obvious. This chiddush I heard from Moshe, Moshe Lichtenstein, is passion. If you understand the problem of Geneva is the pegia in the person in it by violating his private space, and that's what's so bad about Geneva, and that's what generates the kanas of Chi of Kefal, so then I understand it. It's not just when I do Geneva, it's when I do Geneva within his private space. And a roof which is open for everyone to see, that's not private enough in order to consider the full-blown Geneva, and therefore it doesn't generate the kanas. In other words, kanas is also, the distinction whether you pay a kanas of kefal or not, is also a expression of this distinction between Geneva and, and Gezele. Um, so basically what we're trying to demonstrate is that there's this fundamental difference between the two things. Gezele is about taking away his money, it's taking his possessions. Gezele is defined as removing possessions from his, removing value from him, taking value from him. Whereas Geneva is not about, it's not really about taking things which are value from him, right? taking his possessions away from him. Geneva at its heart is about taking away his sense of security and violating his, his sense of security. If that's true, we immediately understand the connection between Geneva's Mammon, Geneva's Nefesh, and Geneva's Das. In all three cases, you're taking away from a person his sense of self-awareness, his sense of sense security. Geneva's nefesh, he thought he was free and now he's not. Right? You haven't actually stolen anything from him, but you've taken something from him, his sense of security. Geneva's, he had the control over his possessions, it's not really true, he's taken that away from him. Geneva's nas, he thought he was in control of the way he saw the world and understood the facts of the world and, and you tricked him. All three are violation of a person's sense that he was really in control. And therefore all three are included in, in the term Geneva. According to Imez, all three are included in our Debur. Um, according to Chazal, uh, the Halacha and the Stalacha, of course, that, uh, you know, the, the, the one in the set of is only referring to Geneva's Nefesh because that's the most extreme. There's a Chi of Misa. But nevertheless, we understand really the Shoresh now of all those, all those cases together. Okay.